This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. And joining us in conversation, she has been here before. We talked about her amazing book about uh, black mermaids because the first mermaids in the world were black because they had to shepherd folk through the middle passages. And before that, even her book is called Shallow Water, Shallow Waters uh, is available right now. We'll tweet it out. It's a beautiful novel. But I brought her back because she said she was a spiritual psychologist and I had no idea what that was. So I was like, come back on a wellness Wednesday and let's have this conversation. Let me welcome back to the show. Anita Kopach. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is such an honor to be here. Okay, before we jump into spiritual psychology, which I think actually this is in in line, Tanya was having a conversation that she dragged me into, and I'm here for it, uh, about women. And there's a movement to remove that term and to not, you know, call people women and um, all of this stuff that's going on. Poor Margaret Atwood, who gave us The Handmaid's Tale, is being hemmed up right now because she's like, nope. I'm a woman. I'm sticking by it. I was like, but you, what, what, you know, how do we, how, how do we navigate these difficult topics spiritually? Because spiritually we're all spirits and beings. So there's no gender in the spirit realm. Is it, is there gender? Who, who knows? We shall see one day. Right. But, um, I would say, you know, with, with spiritual psychology, the, the healthy, person is someone who can love and be loved right and so it's it's very simple but not always so easy and a big part of that is loving ourselves right and when we get into all of these different conversations these are different levels of existence and when you're working with spiritual psychology you want to get to the most simple form like what what are the thoughts that you're having that are not supporting you, like not supporting your growth spiritually? And for for a lot of humans, right? Like uh, a big thing for us is unworthiness. It's a human human condition, right? Some people will will show it with, um, overcompensation of being like, you know, having a huge ego. Some people will show it by not even showing up for themselves, but it's finding those things. And, um, as far as, you know, if we want to use the term woman, I think that's that right now is a personal thing. I, I love women and I, most of the work that I do is to heal black women and I do include trans women in there, you know, like I, I include whoever chooses to to identify as a woman. And uh, I think that to me, women are God. So it would be interesting to me to remove the word woman. But, you know, it's it's all semantics, right? Like whatever. Right, word right, we- right. Because somebody made a designation at some point. Uh, because of your anatomy, this is what you you are, right? And as Tanya was talking about, you know, um, pads and tampons and things, you know, that uh, aren't considered in many places. And shout out to Gavin Newsom, the first um, governor to actually uh, make into law that these things have to be available in schools for, for girls uh, in ladies' rooms or what have you at school. Um, you, you think about the women who don't have, you know, who can't have, who can't bear children, you know, are they, are they less women or less a woman, you know, those who don't, you know, necessarily have their period, like, are they less a woman if you can't have it? So, so how does this play out? I think what Tanya's talking about is more, um, politics and power than actual gender navigation. And it's how, how that shows up for us and what we have to fight through this is it's a complicated conversation that i i don't know you know i don't know i'm i know i'm not equipped to necessarily have it um but it's interesting that we should because people have opinions on it right because the phone lines are lit right now people with opinions <laughs> so um anita thank you for for bringing it how did how did you become before i go to the phones a spiritual psychologist and what was that journey so uh with with spiritual psychology, what I I realized before is that um, 
I'm an intuit or a psychic or whatever it is that, however you want to put it. And I found that out very early in life um, as a child. And I would know things before they would happen. And I would tell my mom and all of those type of things. Wait, sit for that. Sit for that. Because there's somebody out there with a screw face right now. (laughs) Somebody out there like, sure. Tell us the first time, the first time that you knew something before it happened. It happened. How old were you? So I would say, I would say probably the most powerful time would be when I was um, 18. And uh, I was actually scared at first because I thought that I was going crazy. I started hearing voices. I've shared this a few times, this story. And um, so I was, I was just like, oh my gosh, am I going to be committed? Like what is happening right now? And I realized because it started happening when I was walking on the streets, I was going to UC Berkeley and I would pass by someone and I would hear something. And I realized the voice would go away when I passed the person. So I was 18, I didn't have much discernment. So I was like, let me ask these people if this is what they're thinking. So then people got freaked out because they're like, how do you know this, right? And the, the last person I said it to, um, my sister also went to UC Berkeley and she was friends with a lot of the um, um, homeless people that lived there. And this one guy came up to me and he's smiling and he's talking and all I hear is, I don't know where my wife and kids are. So I just said, I know you don't know where your wife and kids are, but everything is gonna be okay. And he grabbed me and he's like, how do you know? How do you know, where are they? And I was like, no, I really don't know where they are. I just heard you say, you don't know where they are. And he was like, no, I didn't. Cause he was smiling and saying something else. So I just ran upstairs. I started praying to God. I was like, I don't know if this is supposed to be a gift or what this is, but I'm gonna go crazy if you keep this in my life and you need to take it away. And so basically what happened is I had a dream that I could throw stones and do readings. Now this is at a time, like now people are doing readings all the time, right? This is 20 years ago where it was like, maybe you'd see a palm reader like on the side of the street, you know, like there wasn't very many people doing this. And so um, I started doing that and people were coming, like people would come and so, I mean, an example I remember was telling this one woman that she is going to meet someone whose name means beautiful. And, and um, the next day she met, I think a guy named, I think his name was Jamil and it means beautiful or Jamal, I don't know what it was. And so she was like, oh my gosh, Anita, I met him. And she like put him on the phone. And so things like that were always happening. And what I would say which I would try to explain this to people and everyone would be like, what are you talking about? I was like, there's no way that time can be linear because how can I possibly know something that hasn't happened yet? How can I possibly know something that hasn't happened yet? Obviously in some other timeline, everything has happened. And someone had explained it to me that it's like a CD where all of your life is already on the CD or a record player but you, we experience it one line at a time, right? Because I was, it doesn't make any sense that I could know something that has never happened, right? And so what was happening with that was that people kept coming and coming and it seemed like they were coming for the show, right? It didn't seem like they were coming for any kind of healing or for changes. They would wanna see how did I know these things and all of this. And so what I decided to do was get my master's in spiritual psychology so that I could learn some of the tools rather than just be this freak show. (laughs) You know, everything that you're speaking about, I'm so grateful that it didn't ever come from me in voices. Um, My mother had this ability, but she did have the voices and she was schizophrenic. And I feared all of my life that that would be me, but I have always known things and I don't want to know things. And when I was very young, I would know them and I would try to go and warn people and make it not happen. And that would always go really bad because people don't want to be told how to do what they are. And then I just realized I was being given this information to get prepared. So um, that's what I do. I get prepared. I'm like, oh, that's what's coming. Okay, so let me get prepared or I'll turn it into a piece of art 
that mm. people say that's some crazy art, that's some far-fetchedness, but I know what you mean. And I don't know if you've ever read any um, Ted Chiang, but he has a collection of short stories called The Stories of Our Lives. And the first story, The Stories of Our Lives is what the movie Arrival is based on. Oh, I love that movie. All of that, you know, it's the mathematics of, of how light travels and they can measure it. And it's like, how can you measure where the light's going to go if it doesn't know where it's going to go before it goes? And so he does the mathematics of all that. Mm. And so it's like through this whole process that I've gone through through the last few years, I've surrendered to, I have a destiny and I can fight it or I can, can embrace it. Even if that is pain right now, let me embrace this pain because in this body, I get to feel it. And so my choice now is to embrace whatever life gives me, no matter what it looks like, this is my destiny. Let me stand in it and move into it fully. Yes, Ashe, amen, everything. And so it is, yes. Anita Kopach is here, Tanya Pinkins is here. Um... Do you have to be in a person's physical presence to hear their thoughts or to see things? Or is it something that, so, so how I do you can, control it? I can just know their name. So, so what I did was um, I made a, I wouldn't know, maybe a promise to myself that I would not go into someone unless they asked me, right? Or unless we've, we've asked and we've decided that, this is happening who's we me and the person okay so i call them soul glimpses now and what um basically what comes up because i had asked for a more like calm way from god back then usually what comes up will be something that that person has been thinking about anyway right so it feels very familiar just feels like you're you're that I'm just confirming something that they already exactly exactly Mm -hmm. and so um that that is a part so when I when I did have because I don't have um private clients anymore but when I did have private clients um that would be a part of it usually we would open up with a soul glimpse and then we go into what comes up then with the person when when we when we've gone into that I do still work with people. I, I still lead retreats around the world. Um, we have one in Mexico in March. and um, But that's the only way that I work privately with people now. Okay. All right. So what am I? No. What am I thinking? 866-801-8255. I want to ask I people. You and me, I feel yeah. for you feel for you this is a hard no, but you know what though that it there's a level of that that's a, a a blessing because I think many of us wish we knew and and I don't know if it's for you like this where you can see for other people but not yourself yep yeah so so yep. I, it's almost yep. you know like the bible talks about you know there are people who can speak in tongues and then the people who interpret there, there's all of these things uh that we can do but we can't necessarily do so it it actually forces us into community because exactly. in order for us to interact, you, you, you're not going to be able to do it for yourself. You have yep. to do it for other people. And then the, that person passes it along to their gift to something, somebody else. Like, and we all have gifts. We all yes. do. We all have gifts. Yes, and do. I think, you know, this journey called life is to discover what your gift is so that you can share it. And, and then if we all are sharing our individual gifts, then we're complete. Yes. We're complete. We're complete. We're complete God right? We complete the equation. Yes. And there's so many more gifts than even two genders. Yeah. All right. Probably- All right. On that, um, you're getting some backlash, which I know you could give a damn about, um, Tanya, you could care less. Um, t-shirt on. She got the t-shirt on. <laughs> could care less. Zero F's given. Yes. That's what Anita's wearing. <laughs> you don't, you really don't. You're one of the zero F's given person I've ever met. Uh, one of the least caring about what people think. But you know, when I, when I, because I know you a little bit, I don't know you a lot. Um, so I'll be honest about that. I feel like when I'm listening to you talk about this trans thing, I'm listening through the lens of race. Like I, I, I'm listening through the lens of race, not, not gender as much as it is like in your, the way you presented it, it's like, you know, that power structure is now sitting in the body of a woman and claiming space 
that they don't have a right to claim because I, you know, I'm a woman. You're not going to get to come in and do this again. You know, so that's the, when I listen to you, that's what I heard. Is that, is that accurate? Definitely accurate. I do think that it is all about the power space, but I, I also am very committed and have spent a good part of my life traveling around the world, trying to preserve the sacred feminine. And, um, it, it's lost. I, I, in what, what, is, women, what is that? Define that for me. Cause I've, I've never this, heard that. It's the honoring of what it is to be an XX chromosome person. And that comes with very specific things. And there are things that some XX chromosome people have that others don't. If you haven't given birth to a child, that's a whole experience that you are different than other XX chromosome women who have. If you've nursed, you're different than others. And I want to honor all of the ways in which we are different and that they're all valuable. And we don't have to eliminate one or the other, but we need to honor and uphold all of them and not feel like any experience that anyone has is, is discountable. And, and I feel like very much there's something about the sacred feminine and birthing and nursing that is discountable by all of society, that all of the societies discount the fact that we all do at this point in history still have to come through a body of an XX chromosome person. And I don't think that that is honored. I think that it is not honored in the way that we take care of the earth because it is giving birth to everything we need. It gives birth to the air. It gives birth to the food. It gives birth to the water and we don't honor it. And I think that that is a connected thing for me. What some people hear when when they've heard you say this is, you know, um, I won't use the word hatred because I, I know that's not in your your character, but, you know, kind of a disdain for people, for trans women, which that's not what I heard. But I, I, I know that that was and I said to you in a break, you know, it's like Archie Bunker, you know, it's sort of like this black, you know, it's how white men are feeling right now. They're being discounted and they're being like this. Is the argument that white white men are making right now that, that there's a uh, an elimination of the white man or there's a, you know, your argument sounded like that to some people, you know, and it's I, this is what I want to say. And I respect them. And I think that is wonderful. That energy that's pulling inside of you, it's calling you to do something with it. Do something powerful and constructive that's moving you and your community forward. Right now, it's attacking my community. And if you can't even hear it as an attack on my community, how can you expect anyone to hear there's an attack on your community? Like, can you acknowledge that both can be true? You know, I'm always a two things can be two type of two things can be true type of chick. So let's uh, go to the phones. I need a, uh, I'd like you to stick around. Of course, eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Got a couple of comments on spiritual psychology. Uh, Mary in New Jersey. Hello. Hi. Oh, I'm happy that uh, that explanation was made. And because while I do think that um, the intention of your guest was, I didn't think it was necessarily a power struggle it could have been interpreted that way and the last statement about well how can you know that can you hear and both can be true i think that was very important to say for for clarification um because you know it, with the empathy there should be some there could be some empathy with, with people who may have you know for whatever reason the the um brought up as a male and, and maybe having chromosomes of, of, of male, but not feeling that way, they would hear the, the pain or the, and maybe an adversarial um, slant. And so not that that would have been the intention, but clarifying how, um, you know, your, your, the position is, it's very helpful because, you know, it, it, I do agree that it, sometimes it is, discounted about uh, females but at the same time the messaging and not that we should placate and be careful how we speak but um clarify exactly what we're meaning because it's dividing or being divisive this is, doesn't you know help the, the situation and we as women are very well people humans we we can um be empathetic and see 
all sides. So I, I appreciate that 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 uh, explanation. Is I think it's very helpful. Thank you, Mary. And I want to say that we don't get to have that explanation. I'm grateful to Karen for letting me have that because most of the people I know who have this opinion won't speak it because the violence that is directed at just speaking to the pain that we feel as XX chromosomes is so dis diminished that most people I know will not even speak up on their own behalf. And that pains me because excess chromosome women suffer because there's just more of us. So there's more suffering for us to do because there are more of us and we are being silenced about our suffering. Um, I let off the show talking about a rape on a Philadelphia train that people filmed and did nothing to stop. And I've talked before about the rape that happened on a bus in India that a gang rape that other men participated in of a woman. Um, and, and right now, uh, from, <laughs> um, Saudi Arabia to, you know, you, you name Boko Haram, you know, there are girls being snatched, uh, from their schools and from their homes and unthinkable things being done right now, as I'm speaking, um, and people being trafficked in this country right now, as I'm speaking, and, uh, we don't talk about it, you know? And so I feel like we should have spaces to talk, about the things that are happening in the world, things that are happening with ourselves. And I feel like, you know, uh, and I want to thank, you know, Chelsea, who has this e emotional cue, emotional quotient uh, game for children. But I think it's a game that adults should take, too, because she said, you know, there are like 300 plus emotions and we distill everything down to like seven, you know, joy, pain, uh, hurt, fear, you know, and we don't use the range of emotions to actually express what it is that we are enduring on a regular basis as humans first. And then there are things, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I don't wake up as a black person or as a woman, I wake up as Karen and Karen's soul essence is a thing unto itself that I absolutely know what it is and I know what drives it and I embrace it and I love it. And, and then I'm confronted by the world, you know, my womanness or my, my blackness gets confronted and I have to react to other people's stuff, you know, I don't just get to be. And that's frustrating, you know, because what amazing things can we, if we could just be whatever it is that we are, oh my goodness. All right, let me uh, let me go to the phones. Anita, you want to jump in before I, people got questions for you or comments? I, I, I love what you just said. And I think that, that it is that choice, right? Like getting to the space where you really do give zero Fs and you can be, but I know that for, we have so many different layers of things that we have to get to, to in order to just be wherever we want to be and be ourselves. But um, it is a choice that, that we make. A choice that comes with sacrifices too, because everybody and their mother has an opinion about how you're supposed to be based on their fears of themselves. That's right. You're, you're afraid so to be yourself. Why, but that's, you, why, that's why you we got to not worry about oh, other people. Oh my gosh. You're so concerned about what other people are doing that you ain't. Okay. Kim in New Jersey. Hi, Kim. Hi, how are you? Awesome. Um, so I was calling um, for your, for your guests. Thank you so much for, for taking my call. Um, and I don't even know if this is necessarily the, the right moment, but just when I heard you speaking and about what you do, it, you know, I'm at a crossroads where my ex-husband and I, we had two children together and we each brought in a, a, a child into the marriage. They are, they are young adults now. And then we have two elementary school age children. So during COVID, we kind of decided rather than have the kids go back and forth and we just hunkered down together thinking, you know, oh, it's going to be, what was COVID supposed to be a week or two weeks? And and here we are, <laughs> eighteen months later, and and he is, you know, really wanting to put it all back together. And I guess it's fear. It's I don't know. It's I went through so much emotionally coming out of that situation, and I just didn't know if you just had anything that might be helpful to share with me to think about as I try to make a decision about moving forward one way or another. Mm. Mm. Is that one for me? Yeah, you're the you're the psychologist, right. <laughs> you're, the you're the person that can see things. What you see? What do Absolutely. you see, Anita? So you know what? Let me. Well, let me first ask. 
do I have permission to go just in and, and see what's happening in your soul? Yes. Okay. And tell me your name one more time. So my name is Camille, but it was challenging hearing the person. So I said, say Kim, but my name is Camille. Mm, I see. I see. Okay. Camille. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So basically you already know what's happening. It's there, there is what I'm seeing right now is that there is like an, an ending, like, like, but it doesn't mean like it's an ending of, of, of completely like with the, with the, the relationship, but I'm seeing like, it's like you are at the, like standing at this place, like a cliff. And right now you're like, oh shit, let me look at this cliff. And it's um, what's what what basically was happening within these eighteen months is that you were were growing your wings, but because you've never jumped off of this cliff before, you don't even know what's going to happen. You you feel like you might fall, but there's this thing right now that's like have trust that you built your wings, that you the things that you did to help yourself during this time. Um, uh, like basically you, you grew those. And so whatever is coming next is something that you've never experienced before. So it doesn't sound like there's something, um, obviously everything that I say, you are the, you, you are the one who, who you're in charge of your own destiny, but this is just what's happening with your soul is that your soul knows you're supposed to be somewhere else. Did that make sense? Hi, Kim. Kim, hello? Yes. Our news there. You know, and, and as I'm listening to, you know, because it would be perfect for her to get back with, you know, the kids and it's just the, the package is there and, you know, it's good for the kids, I guess, for them to all be together under one mommy and daddy and all of that. And now you're telling Kim, you know, fly, Robin, fly. You know, you tell her, to, you know, to just go ahead. Kim, how do you feel about that? Well, it's interesting because, I mean, obviously, I'm, I still have to make a decision. But part of what she said about you're standing at this crossroads of somewhere you've never been, and I have taken this time to build what I need, part of what my therapist has also said, similar thing, which is you don't have to worry about ever being that hurt again. You mm. know that you can survive it. You know that if it doesn't work, you know how to co-parent civilly. Like, mm. you know, you 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 don't. And so part of it is working through the fear. But it's also, I've never allowed someone to really love me. And that just goes into a whole different bag. But her challenge to me constantly is, what would happen if you just embraced what he what he is prepared to give you now. Mm. And, you know, just for full transparency, there was no women, there was no whatever, like it wasn't any of that. It was really just two people who had a lot of emotional baggage that we needed to deal with and we brought it all into the marriage mm-hmm. and it just it just wasn't good. And we yep. spent a lot of time working individually, you know, on ourselves, just, you know, and so it is different now. And I think that's, that is what scares yes. me. Okay. Can I say something to you? Yeah, you got to say it after we come back from the break. You, do, okay, you, I do this. You you see what I'm doing? <laughs> Tanya, pay attention. All right. Thank you for sharing that, Kim. Uh, when we come back, I need a please stick around. Tanya, stick around. We are here. Tanya Pinkett is here stirring the pot, bringing all of the stuff, the sediment up to the surface so that we can deal with it. Anita can I say something, Kimberly, yes. before we go? Yes. I said, Kimberly. Just what was coming up for me listening to you is that um, you know you can handle it. You can stay. You can take it. But I always like to say, don't let your present good become the enemy of your better. Mm. Okay. Girl, you've been giving me chills this whole time. (laughs) Yes. So let me ask you this. Um, During the break, Anita um, looked into my soul. And she said simply, very simply, good morning. Now, that's my, that's me uh, channeling a little. Uh, anyway, um, you said some things. I'm, I'm a super skeptic, although I'm open to a lot of things. But you said something that was spot on. You know, anybody can see I got a lot going on. <laughs> it's like you, you just got to look. It's like you doing that, you doing that, you doing that, you doing that, you do. But you, you saw that it's all, 
centered on, you know, I, thank you for that. But what else you said about me, um, I just want to say thank you, too, because it's true. Absolutely true. Because I feel at at a, at a point people can't handle all of it. So you got it. You got it. This, this is how I feel. So I have I have done this a lot. You know, you see it in the 30 plus books that I've done with other people. I will always magnify others and do this because, you know, because I can. So I appreciate you saying that. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that, but I'm going to sit in it for a second. And you're right, Karen. A lot of people can't handle it. And so those aren't the people to be around. Yeah, but it makes for a very lonely existence, Tanya. I'll just say that. Um, at my core, yeah. I love I love people, right? Mm-hmm. I love people to the best of them themselves. So if that's the case, then you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're always, you know, because that, that can be very like, ah, ah, okay. It's about you pouring yourself into a vessel that's too small. Yes. Okay. What would it be like if you were in a vessel that was big enough to contain all of you? It would and be, how much it would be, it would be in space somewhere. Ha ha. Well, all right. So, so it, but, but, is going to space. Karen yeah, Anthony. It, yeah, he's go going to space, space in a giant penis. You know, he's, 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 he's you know, he's well, doing things. A giant vagina to no. go to space. <laughs> no, I don't want, I, I think, I think we can go to space through one another. I think to, to me, I think you magnify yourself through other people. You know, it's like the, if, if collectively, the greatest joy that I get is seeing my students go on to do things. I just saw one of my students in the mass set or something, and I I just smiled because I'm like that's that's my, that's my seed. Have you gone through the change yet, Karen? Which uh, you're not gonna ask me these questions on <laughs> national radio, Tanya Pinkett. You sit you sit there right now. We're gonna deal with Anita. Anita well, let me just say I have gone through the change, and this is what happens when you go through the change. It's like spring cleaning, only as people. What? What? <laughs> what? Yeah, okay. <laughs> shallow waters shallow waters is the novel everyone should get because it's about the water and, and mermaids and it's just a beautiful story well written it's beautiful anita kopach beautiful the, the all the people on the line right now want to ask you questions now you done started something um and i'm not mad at it i'm not mad will you take other i'm gonna ask your permission i'll take two or three two or three are you open to this yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. All right, I'm I'm gonna stay in Jersey. We're gonna go to Jennifer in New uh, New Jersey. Welcome. Hi, Karen. Hi. Hello, Tanya. Hello, Anita. Hi. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. I'm great. Thank you for asking. Uh, I have a question for Anita. Yes. And we, my husband and I, are in the process of selling our home. And. We want to use the proceeds for our next business. Mm-hmm. And my question is, is this the right time? Mm. Okay. Okay. So let me just move in. So basically how this works is that you're going to get whatever comes through. So whatever comes through for, for this right now. And so what I'm seeing right now is that it is a time of blessings for you. It is a time of harvest. It is a time of, of creating whatever it is that you want to create. So it, with saying that, if this is really what you want to create, whatever this business is, then yes. But what I'm also seeing is really, really, really go into your heart space, into your soul and see if this is what it is that you want to do. Because it's interesting because what um, Tanya was talking about before about the spring cleaning is that you're going into this place where um, whatever you put out is going to manifest. Who you think of is going to show up. And so you want to be very clear within yourself that this is what you want to do and what feels in line with you. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Much success yeah. with you, Harvest Time, uh, Jennifer. Go out and, you know, make sure you, your basket's big enough to, to receive all that's coming. You better do that. Um, as as you're, you're, you're closing your eyes, Anita, what, what are you experiencing? Like, how do you, you know, you, a person gives you permission to look into their soul. What, what does that mean? And then how do you instantly arrive at that place where you can see things yes yeah, so so it turned so for me it turned from voices into pictures i think that was the way of like god 
like making it in a way that I can understand. And so it, it's, it's, I've, I interpret the pictures, what I see. And because I've been doing it for so long, we I kind of speak the language in the beginning, I would see the pictures and I would have to keep saying things until the picture would change. So I know that if the picture has changed, I've said what it actually means, if that makes sense. So with Jennifer, you saw what a harvest you saw harvest all of the things that I was talking about. So that 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 this is a time that she's in a very blessed time. I mean, all all of our our times are are blessed, even though they don't feel like it. But it's a, it's a time where she can actually feel her blessings, and so um, this you know. But she's got to be super intentional because she's got a lot of power within her voice right now, hmm. like she. What does does a power picture look like? So what I I don't, you know, it's hard for me to go back the things that that come through. I most of the times I don't even remember what I say. So you're just in the moment and then on to the next. Okay. Yeah. Can I say something that I think about when I when you say about power is that um, power to me is the difference between when you speak it and it becomes manifest. And there are times in my life where I have to watch my word medicine because what I speak will happen. Yes. Well, uh, words will not return void. We all should be mindful of that. Um, yes. Gigi in Maryland. Gigi Ma, is this uh, Gigi Ma in Maryland? Hi. Beloved. Hey. You have said so much when you talked about being. See, it, it goes, I transition and I go with the flow. As it was saying, I called in because I have been experiencing pre-premonitions since I was a young child, but I didn't understand it until I was in my 30s. And the first time that I knew that I was seeing something in advance was, unfortunately, was the Air Florida crash in 1982. Mm. I had had that dream, and I got teased by my older brother. Because he said, Lord, she can't drive down the street. She's looking at the planes and boats because I had the dream. And I saw everything, every part of transportation that you could see. But I didn't realize that because everything was about the Potomac River and the aborted airline, Air Florida crash, and everything around that. But when I heard on the evening news uh, what had happened with the uh, train, the metro train, and 15 people got killed on that, that that completed it. And I said, that's why I saw every form of transportation, airplanes, boats, trains, buses, truck, everything. Mm. And that day, I remember, then I have had other premonitions more recently. And I hate to say this too, because it, it looks like it's always some doom thing, but not in my dream, uh, you know, that it doesn't seem like that. But I said, I saw something. And the reason that I can voice it is because I have groups that I belong to, people that have various gifts, and we mm-hmm. all become one energetic vortex to understand, respect, and love each other and humanity in the wholeness and the oneness of us. So mm-hmm. I'm so, so honored to hear you all, and you young people teach me so much. I am a great-grandmother, and I'm very proud of that. That's why I changed my handle but I, it's so much that you all give. I just wish I could continue to keep having this conversation on a on some place. Uh, with you, Karen, you just, you know, I, I know it's a sick thing, the hostess with the mostest, but you, you, you are so super. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Grandma Shay, uh, Gra- Gigi Ma, sorry. Um, appreciate- no, I'm Nubia. Huh? Would you say, Tanya? The joint narrative in Nubia. I'm not so sure that she's not a member. Uh, I think she might be a member. 866-801-8255. And, I, you know, I got I got admonished by somebody because I said, you know, everybody doesn't have to come. You know, it's not for everybody. I'm not doing a massive, you know, gathering. Like, we, we need millions of people because the work is to build. And as I mentioned before, you build through other others. But folk have to be built ready. You know, they have to be ready, bring their brick, and be ready to to build some things. So, you know, having folk there as voyeurs and commentators, we have enough of that in the world, right? We have enough people with opinions. 
Those people won't come. They do come. They they come. They come and then they sit and they they come in with their little bit of fly in the ointment and, you know, uh, attempt to not not on purpose because I don't think anybody means to come in and destroy something. But I'm very protective of the space that we're in right now. Let me just say one thing, this thing that happened to me once I met a man and I felt like I wanted to marry him. And I had two spiritual directors at the time. One was a nun and one was a minister. And I went to both of them and asked them, you know, what, what about, if, you know, I wanted their advice. I had not made good choices before. And each of them said something that felt innocuous. Um, I ended up getting with this person and it went very, very badly. But I got out very, very quickly. When I got out very, very quickly, I felt a sense of gratitude that I had found clarity within myself to see the problem and get out. And I was grateful to them for not planting any seeds of doubt because then I wouldn't have been able to trust myself. And when I went back to, it was Michael Beckwith and said, Michael, why didn't you tell me about this? And he said, because I knew that either the darkness would come to the light or in your presence, he was gonna turn into something else. Uh, let me let me ask this, let me ask this. Um, Anita Kopach is here. Uh, of course, she has a book called Shallow Waters, which is amazing. It's a novel about mermaids, uh, but it's about so much more. I, you know, of course, all the lines are lit with people who want answers to the, the questions in their lives, right? Um, and I wonder, like, you know, people already know the answers. So is it like, you know, I'm, I've been encouraging people to go to therapy because, you know, we need to talk to somebody that is not in our lives, that does not have our backstory, that is not going to judge us to get things off of our chest. So yeah. is, is this that exercise and asking you things that people already know, you know, and they're just getting confirmation? Or is it a, a super reliance? Because I think, you know, right now the medium space is huge. People are seeking answers because it's a senseless world and there seems to be no definitive answers about anything. And it, yeah. and it kind of atrophies our own muscles. Because I think, again, we all have a sense of self that we should develop. But how do we develop it if we're always going to run to somebody to get answers? And some of us are always talking to that good Judy girlfriend or whatever. What should I do? Half the time you may not listen. You know, half the time it's the wrong girlfriend to talk to. But, you know, how do we develop that sense of self so that we don't need to, to you know, call a radio show and ask, what do you think about this? Right, right. Well, I think that that you are developing a beautiful community, right? So everything is in community. We are not here alone. While we do, while we can say the answers are within us, we're not always connected to that part of ourselves, right? Who knows things. And so that is an exercise that you can do, like literally just sitting down, quieting yourself, quieting your surroundings and just asking for the guidance or asking for the guidance to come through in a dream or and I love that Michael Beckwith is was your your <laughs> spiritual guide I just, I just did an interview with him last week I love him I went to to Egypt with him and so yeah yeah it was it was powerful and um so it's it is it's like remembering that you are actually that wise sage, right? You might not be it all the time because we, we are humans right now, right? We're, we're creating experiences to learn different lessons. And if everything is already on the CD, right? Our CD of life, this, I guess I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm like letting people know how old I am because I don't know if everyone knows what a CD is, but um if everything is already on there, then we can all ask for permission to access that and literally connect to ourselves. So there, there is this exercise that we do called the gestalt, which is in therapy, right? And so what you can do is if there is a part of yourself or if even there is your grandmother who has passed or your great grandfather, an ancestor that you wanna to speak to, you sit yourself in a chair and then you put a chair on the other side. And while you're sitting in this chair, you know, your chair, you ask the question and you can even ask of yourself, you can ask of your higher self, right? And you ask the question and then you literally get up, get into the other chair, 
sit into it, embody whoever it was that you're asking and answer yourself. Mm. And it works. It works. And um, I've seen so many just amazing sessions where it's just like, okay, you just did it. You paying me for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) No, that right there is worth it. Go ahead, Tanya. I'm sorry. I want to know what your thought on this is. I think that that is absolutely true. And I know the truth of it, but I, I feel like a lot of times women in particular, we don't want to know what we know because then we'd have to do something. Oh yeah. Facts. We always know. We always know. I know, I know my man, like w- one time he said he was going somewhere. I was like, Nope, I know exactly where he's going. He's going to this girl, Nicole's house. Right. I knew it. Wait, wait, and- hold on. He knew you had these powers. He had the audacity. So he came home oh and God. I said, listen, I know you didn't go to that restaurant. He's like, what are you talking about? Yes, I did. I was like, no, you didn't. You went to Nicole's house and he was like, like just stopped. And I was like, listen, I'm just asking you because you know that my whole, um, you know, career, my whole thing is based on me being in tune with my intuition. And a thing that people do is make you question your intuition because they don't want you to know that they're lying. Right. And I was like, I just ask you, please, to just tell me so that I can know that I'm not driving myself crazy with something that is not true. And thank God he was like, yes, I was there. I was like, thank you. That's all I needed to know. Now, did you stay with him? That's not yes. my business. Okay. That's, that's, he's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm with him. Together. We are together. We have three, three beautiful children. Oh, I got questions. All right, I'm going to move on. Yeah. No, my, my, my business, 866. No, I'm not giving out the number anymore. We're going to take one more call for Anita. Um, And you can follow her on Twitter at Anita Kopach, which is K-O-P-A-C, as in cat, Z as in zebra. Uh, it's Polish. Y'all figure that out. Derek in Houston, Texas. Welcome, Derek. Hey, how's it going, Karen? Good. Uh, Anita? Hey. Hi. How you doing? I just got into a a quick well relationship after after divorce and and it was with a person that I've known for a long time. I you know as a young adult I knew I was going to be with this person. Didn't end up with that person long term, but now I'm back with this person. And I'm I'm thinking that you know eh, maybe I moved a little bit too fast. Maybe I should just cut a check and you know, let her go. Oh, mm. Cut a check. Mm. What does that mean? What does she that mean, Derek? Cut a check. What does it mean? Cut a check and let her go. What is that? I she moved down from out of town oh. to where I'm at. <laughs> so you gonna yeah. pay her to go back to where she came from? You know, sometimes you gotta do that. Okay. So no, I, I'm what's coming through for you. Like there's so much coming through for you right now. Um, there, there is a very strong, like emperor energy with you and, but, but, but you're in a place where you're not, um, you're not, uh, honoring your, um, your, your powers, I would say, because you, you had set the intention for you to be with this, with this woman. And right now there's a lot of, um, reflecting that you're doing because you're not feeling good about yourself for some reason right now. Like either, either you're not doing what you want to do with your career or something like that. And right now you're reflecting it onto this relationship. And, but the thing is, is that the relationship, this, this relationship that I'm seeing right now is actually one of your gifts. It's a gift and you, you're forgetting about it being a gift. And it doesn't mean, oh, you know, I have to listen to whatever Anita's saying right now, but it's, this is literally a gift that has been given to you and you created it. You put your intentions out there and it's something that you created with your powers. So right now, this is about you going in and finding what it is that you, there's something in your life that you need to create that you need to do so that you can appreciate all of the gifts and the flowers and the things that are around you. Does that make sense? It makes sense because at elementary, I knew that I was going to be with this girl. Mm -hmm. 
but you know, things kind of shift and now I'm with her, just like you said, it's a gift. Yeah, I'm, I'm with her now. It's a gift that, you know, I saw it. It came true. Now that I have it, am I going to hold on? Or am I going to, you know. So is it mm-hmm. a girl or a woman? See, I'm going to be a little messy now. Woman, I'm Anita. <laughs> You know, I'm just, you know, because even how we refer to people tells us how, you know, that she's there. Yeah. I think there's a, there's when you said emperor, I'm thinking somebody that's lording over somebody's life. You had this woman come down, uh, she move in with you, so she's under your roof and under your, you're going to cut her a check. It, it, there, there's a uneven, it feels very uneven. This has nothing to do with spiritual connections or whatever, but there's a, the, the way in which he's in this relationship is Lord over a, another human being, not equal, not relationship, not community mm-hmm. together, but now I don't really want to be with her, so I'm going to send her a check to go back. you know because it's a nuisance and for me the specificity of it was such that this can get back to her she could be listening to the show her friends could be listening to the show now there's all this stuff that's out there he's i don't i don't feel like he honors her i I think she should leave (laughs) she should leave my my, my gut she need to leave she need to leave the situation because it doesn't feel right uh for me but anita i'm I just stepped in it. I didn't see nothing in the soul. I'm just listening to the words. And at first it was a person and then it was a girl. And then it was like, I was like, is it really? I don't know. Something more is going on here. I don't know what it is. All right. Um, There's work for him to do to, to really learn about who he is and the power he has. The real power, not the power over, right? you're, you're power, not power over power and power over are not the same thing no exactly that's the opposite power. to me it's the exactly. if your if your existence is about controlling the people in your life you know and controlling what they do and using your money as a weapon you know i was raised in a household with somebody that didn't have a lot of power as a child but then got money and then could do that which is why i'm probably the way i am now because i'm like oh hell no no that's never gonna happen Nope, you're not going to be able to take my car, my house. No, 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 no. And I watched it. So, all right, I'm revealing way too much. Anita, um, you can come back anytime. Uh, are you still doing readings professionally someplace that people know? You just, you're just doing books now. I want to see more books from you. Uh, this latest, her first, actually, her first novel, Shallow Waters, is should be a bestseller everywhere. You can get books. Uh, we're going to tweet it out many times. And you have an open seat. Thank you for joining us. Your light is blinding. Thank Thank you. you.